Hi, this is Dr. Michelle Stafford here again with our podcast, Mixed Dentition. And my special guest today is Adrienne Cosmic. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Uh, and your business is Y East Lactation yes. Support. Mm -hmm. And you are a lactation consultant. I am, yes. I'm an IBCLC, which means that I'm board certified to provide um, expert lactation care for moms and babies and their, and their families. That is so wonderful. You have such a great job and so important. Ah, I just love it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we could start off talking about why breastfeeding is so important. I mean, I know we could probably talk hours about why it's so important. <laughs> Certainly, so yes. <laughs> maybe just give me like your top five reasons. <laughs> well, I think for me personally, um, the things that I care about most when it comes to breastfeeding is breastfeeding as a public health issue and the amount of um, positive outcomes that there are from babies who are breastfed and for the breastfeeding parent as well mm -hmm. um, and how much money the community can save and just global health wise like how much money can be saved from preventative diseases and all of that um, and then I also believe really strongly in breastfeeding as the foundation of secure attachment mm -hmm. I think it's it's a really really great way to um, have babies be bonded to their parents in a in a very important way um, it's it's a huge it's a huge like part of raising a securely attached child. Mm -hmm. Yep, I couldn't yeah. agree more. So, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for all that you do for our families. Yeah, it's so important to have. I mean, it's consultants it's my pleasure. Support. It's it's really it's such a joy to get to be able to like support families on such a such a tender time mm -hmm. in their lives too. And there's so much going on, and it's I mean their worlds are just rocked when you have a baby, and so it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's a big honor and privilege to be chosen to support a family in that time. Mm -hmm. So tell me exactly you know how you provide support to new moms. Say it's the first time baby. And you know she's just learning. I mean, I've been there. You're just yes. learning how to right. nurse this tiny little human. And tell me how you provide that support to new moms. So I um, think that we spend a lot of time planning for pregnancy and planning for childbirth, and we read yes. all of the books about that. And <laughs> yes. we we make these beautiful, amazing plans of how we want our births to go. Um, and then we forget to read the breastfeeding books. I mean, I know I certainly did, for sure. Um, and so then we're kind of thrown into it and learning how to do it while doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's not easy. And, you know, breastfeeding is, it's natural in that it's a biological imperative that babies are born to do it, but that doesn't mean that it's easy and it doesn't mean that it comes naturally. Um, there's definitely a learning curve and it, there's a real art to it. So how I support families when learning how to breastfeed is teaching them the basics of what good breastfeeding looks like and what it should feel like and how what are the signs that they can look for to know that their baby's getting enough milk um, because that's definitely like the number one thing that parents worry about. Mm -hmm. Like I would, I'm sure of it. That's, that's on everybody's mind. Right. So um, providing those basics um, and Oftentimes, my support comes by way of they're having problems. Mm -hmm. Something's not going right, um, breastfeeding is painful, they're worried about whatever. Um, so then they come to me and then I help them problem solve and strategize. What, are, what is the problem? I can help identify what the problem is, if there is one, mm -hmm. um, and then how do we solve that? Right. Yeah, so that's where my, my expertise comes in is knowing what good breastfeeding looks like and then what are red flags in breastfeeding and helping parents navigate kind of where they are right. with that. That's great. So for new moms especially, can you give us a couple of 
what, what you call red flag. So, because um, I think there is a misperception, you know, moms know that breastfeeding is supposed to be natural, and a yeah. lot of a lot of people out there are saying that sometimes it hurts and sometimes mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable and just yeah. get used to it, right? But right. maybe that's not the best advice, so. Yeah, I think it's well-intended because I think that we all um, hear stories about breastfeeding being painful and that you have to push through it and you have to tough it out and all those things. And pain is a sign that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. So um, I really stress the importance of being able to differentiate what is normal transient tenderness, normal soreness in the first week, 10 days max, mm-hmm. um, and then what is beyond the realm of normal. And I would say that if you're having consistent, like persistent pain and soreness and tenderness, um, beyond the first two weeks, then there's something that needs to be looked at for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what could some of those causes of that discomfort for moms be? Um, it's kind of it's kind of Occam's razor. Generally speaking, the simplest explanation is usually what it is, which means the basics of the latch. Mm-hmm. So ensuring that the baby is latching well from the beginning is going to be the best prevention of soreness and pain with breastfeeding. Um, so red flags would be if you're having continued sore nipple pain um, that's continuing if you're dreading feeds that's a really common one when parents say I I am dreading having to feed my baby next time that's that's a huge red flag Um, breast pain plugged ducts sign of infection where it seems like you might be getting something called mastitis which is a breast infection those are those are all red flags that um, ideally when I help when the baby's first born we can prevent those things mm-hmm. but if they if they're happening then I come in and I help try to fix them yes yeah that's great and where does tongue tie come into play and lip tie as well with yeah that? with tongue and lip tie um, those have a lot of um, signs and symptoms that that's how that's how i you know look for a tongue tie is basing it on its signs and symptoms um and a lot of those signs and symptoms are things like sore nipples nipple pain nipple damage um and also signs in the baby too are they do they have blisters on their lips that's Mm -hmm. a common one that i see that i feel like gets missed a lot and i think that's one of those things that gets out there in the world as, oh, that's a normal thing for babies to have blisters on their lips, and mm-hmm. it's not. Um, that, um, and then is baby nursing for three minutes and then passing out, falling asleep? Right. That's another sign and symptom that I look at um, that would be of, of concern as well. Um, and then is baby gaining weight? If they're not gaining weight, if they're not having proper output, um, that can also be a sign and symptom related to tongue tie, but it's also, it can be a lot of other things right. too. So. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely on, uh, tongue tie is definitely on my radar. I, I consider it to be something that's of particular professional interest to me. Um, I am trained in how to assess and evaluate for it. Um, so if a parent comes to me and says they're having these symptoms and sometimes they, because they've talked to other parents or they've read on the internet or in Facebook groups and all those things, because we're talking about it a lot, mm-hmm. they, you know, they'll say, I'm concerned that my baby might be tongue-tied. And more often than not, I have a lot of parents say, um, this provider said that they weren't, or this provider said that it's a slight tongue-tie. And so then I have to kind of take all that information and look at it and make my assessment based on my evaluation and then refer out to the appropriate provider to then um, diagnose and treat it if necessary. Mm-hmm. 
And that's where we can work together. Yes. <laughs> where we come in to get play. Yeah. Because, um, of course, the world smiles. I do a lot of tongue ties for infants because yeah. I feel so strongly for nursing babies. But I also yeah. think it's so important that we look at nursing as multifactorial. Absolutely. Um, because when I have moms that come to me who've, like, self-diagnosed the tongue tie off the Internet, I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm quick to emphasize that they still need to see a lactation consultant because, mm-hmm. you know, solving the releasing the tongue tie in and of itself may not correct right. the, the nursing issues and yeah. you know baby may have habits of a shallow latch and just mm-hmm. so important to see someone like yourself in order to make sure that mom and baby have that wonderful dyad and right. are able to nurse together well because that's exactly it it is a dyad you know um and i say this a lot with parents who have breastfed babies in the past you know and if they're on their third baby or right. whatever you know mm-hmm. they say oh i breastfed before and yes that is great that's not nothing to have that own knowledge for yourself on how to breastfeed but the baby that you're carrying has never breastfed before so sometimes there there can be some some practice that needs to go into teaching this baby how to breastfeed and especially when it comes to tongue tie they've been using their tongue in compensatory ways um, since before they were born right right, in the Mm -hmm. in utero they're exactly they're using their tongue in a way that is not um, that will not be conducive of proper breastfeeding. Um, and so it doesn't end with just releasing a tie because then they have to, they have to like physically retrain their tongue mm-hmm. to be able to remove milk appropriately and efficiently. So, right. so that's where, you know, mm-hmm. lactation consultants, we're the expert in the latch. So that's where we come in with that. Yeah, and I think that's so great. And I emphasize with parents, you know, the in utero thing is so great about yeah. their tongue dye has been <laughs> since right. they were created yes um in utero and so just releasing it it's a muscle that needs to be strengthened and yes. so they need to work with baby in special ways in yeah. order to strengthen that muscle to get a better latch in order to have yeah. a better relationship so. yes and i do all of that as well um especially after if a baby has um, their tongue tie and or their lip tie release that I always recommend that they come back for a follow-up because mm-hmm. I can help work through those exercises Great. to really strengthen um, the tongue. Um, and then I'm also a really big fan of pediatric chiropractic care for yes. babies too. So mm-hmm. I refer out for that for pretty much every baby I see, <laughs> whether or not they're tongue tied. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great too. Yeah. Um, I've, took my, I've taken both my children to a pediatric chiropractor and yeah. um, just to make sure they're all aligned and I think it helped with not just breastfeeding but as they grew with yeah. um, growth and development and that's yeah. a whole other topic. It totally but. is, but that's, that, that's a nice little like yes. addition to our collaborative team, mm-hmm. absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. I agree. For any pregnant moms out there with their first baby, what advice can you offer? Um, yeah, I can. I there is some research that shows that prenatal breastfeeding education is related to breastfeeding duration rates, like longer breastfeeding duration, which is um, a challenge in this country. We have great initiation rates, but we we really struggle with continuing to breastfeed mm. for the recommended amount of time, uh, which from the American Academy of Pediatrics, it's a minimum of one year is what's recommended. So um, I think that getting that prenatal education is really important. So just kind of learning about um, breastfeeding, the importance of it, right? And how it's this biological process and all the ways that it can help your baby and yourself. I think 
being empowered in that knowledge is half the battle, yes. right? Just kind of knowing that and knowing what to expect, I think, and then what normal newborn nursing looks like. Yes. Managing those expectations of what it looks like in the first two weeks. So that's kind of where I might stop it for a pregnant parent to say, just kind of look at the first two weeks because then the rest of it, that's for future us to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you offer any classes? I do offer prenatal consults, yeah, Great. so that can be an individualized one-on-one -on -one appointment, um, and I really recommend those for parents who um, maybe had breastfeeding problems in the past and want to kind of figure out how they can keep that from happening again. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, as you know, tongue tie can be, uh, you, we do often see it in subsequent babies, it yes, is hereditary. It is, it is genetic, yes, so definitely. sometimes parents say, you know, my baby was tongue-tied before and so there's a chance this one might be, so I want to be prepared. Mm -hmm. So we talk about things like that. Um, if you also have a history of low milk supply, I also really recommend prenatal consults for that too because then we can potentially get to um, possible reasons why you had mil low milk supply and what we can do um, to prepare for that. Um, and just kind of managing what that might look like. And just, you know, in this country, we go back to work very, very early after having our babies. So and sometimes we have to prepare for that while we're still pregnant and I can help. I think that it's common for parents to think that they have to stop breastfeeding once they go back to work. Mm. And I don't think that those things are mutually exclusive. So like Agreed. one of my, part of my job is to help combine the working and the breastfeeding mm -hmm. like together to make it possible for it to look however that parent wants it to look. Right. Oh, I think that's great to talk about yeah. that too. Yeah. It is something in this country I don't think we talk about enough and no. I, I I pumped for two, for a full year for each child. Right. And I um, had uh, one of my team members, she uh, was pumping so we set up a little pumping station for her. And that's awesome. I have a um, couple more women that are out when maternity leave and I hope yeah. to encourage them when they come back to right. continue pumping and yeah. giving that, you know, that gold milk to their babies because right. it's so important. And having an importative, a supportive employer is huge yes. and definitely makes a difference on breastfeeding duration rates. It's, it's in companies' best interest to support their breastfeeding mm -hmm. parents for, which is like a whole other topic, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's, so it's great to be able to offer those things and, and to be able to support parents when they come back to work because it's, it's not nothing. Right. <laughs> well, it's so important. I mean, it keeps the babies healthy and the parents healthy. And yeah. There's just so many positive aspects of nursing. And like yeah. you said, it's really um, society if we can really get back to you know, right. babies on the breast. And yeah. Society will be healthier. Yes. So it's take, it's taking a cultural shift. And I think mm -hmm. that we make a lot of progress. And I think we still have a long way to go. Great. So yeah. now for any families out there looking to find you, mm -hmm. please tell us your name of your company again and yes. the website. So it's Yeast Lactation Support is my private practice and uh, my website is yeastlactationpdx.com. I'm also cross platforms on social media so you can find me there too. Um, and I have office visits at a clinic called Mindtree Holistic Counseling and Wellness. Um, it's over off the Sylvan exit on Highway 26, so it's pretty easy to get to. Um, and then I also, in addition to the office visits, I also do home visits in the Portland and surrounding area. Um, and I am in network with Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield, so I'm able to take that insurance. And then I also offer sliding scale for families who are utilizing OHP. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, Adriana. Thank really you. appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for, for having me. You Thank you, and you as well. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for everybody who's out there watching. And remember, fill the world with smiles.